You're listening to the Inspire Excellence Podcast, recorded at the BVA headquarters with your hosts, Bill Whitaker and Tommy Alquist. Bill is the former CEO of the J.R. Simplot Company and is now a full-time adventure seeker and philanthropist. Tommy is the CEO of BVA Development, co-founder of Crush the Curve Idaho, and most importantly, a full-time grandfather. Each episode focuses on sharing the stories of individuals who are changing the world. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this uh, week's uh, Inspire Excellence podcast. We are completely excited today, Bill Whitaker and I, to, to have these two guests on with us today. Actually, celebrities here in Idaho. I mean, we've got uh, Corey Hall. Uh, as you know, we've had him here as a guest, but uh, Corey is a dear, dear friend and actually one of our partners here at BVA. And then we're really thrilled to have uh, our new coach, head coach at Boise State, Andy Avalos, join us. Andy, we're just, we're like, we're like pumped because this is a big deal. Uh, Bill and I have been really excited to get you on. So welcome aboard and uh, and we're looking forward to chatting with you today. Well, Bill, Tommy, I appreciate you guys taking the time to have have me on and I'm excited about it and uh, really looking forward to this conversation. I get to conversate with that guy over there, Corey, all the time. So I'm really excited to talk to you guys and uh, I get to talk to the pride and of Glenn's Ferry all the time. So let's let's get rolling. <laughs> <laughs> now that is ideal. The pride of Glenn's Ferry. That's ideal. He's the pride. <laughs> hey, he's the pride of Glenn's Ferry and a lot of other things. But hey, and Idaho. Before we get going uh, here, <laughs> the son of Idaho. <laughs> Everybody's yeah. embarrass him a little bit. Let's make him. Let's, let's turn him red. The son of Idaho. <laughs> We're talking about the son of Idaho right there. You know, I, but, hey, before we had to have both of you on, but you were roommates, right? Uh, at BSU, and you both played in some of the most famous games there were. And I remember watching you as as just a fan, and just so to have you both on here. And I know for Corey, he's so excited you're back here in town. But talk a little bit about that friendship and that teamwork, because once you're a team and you go through those battles, uh, that's that's a forever thing. And uh, I know Corey's really excited to have you here. But tell tell us a little bit about you guys' friendship. Yeah, there's no question. I mean, obviously, uh, shoot, we grew up here together at Boise State. We learned a lot uh, together and uh, had a lot of fun times on and off the field. You know, spoke about some of the games we played in and some of the things we got to do on the, on the blue here together and, and helping build this place and, and build the chemistry of teams. And, and But we a lot of that was done off the field too as well. And, and going down the Glens Ferry or hanging around, around here in Boise and being able to experience this uh, state. And so, you know, it's we call it a brotherhood here and it's, you know, a lot of people throw that term around loosely, I believe it, but here it truly is. And there's certain guys, and obviously like Corey, we're, we're really tight. You know, we're, we're truly like brothers. Our families are, are really close. Our, our kids get to grow up here again now. And that was one of the hardest things when we left was that our kids were really attached, you know, to our friends, uh, the guys that we played with. A lot of us, uh, there's something in the water here. We all got girls. We got, we're gonna have a really good soccer team here in, in, in the next few years, but, uh, the beautiful part about it is they all get to grow up together and, and it's like having a whole nother set of, of cousins. Awesome. Corey, what do you have to say? Oh, it's, it's kind of surreal for me. Like, you know, it's being in the construction industry like we are and, and just, you know, all the guys that were there at BSU and teammates of mine and, you know, trying to do business with them. And, you know, it's, it's crazy how many people in our industry are, are you know, somehow in the construction industry and, and doing business with us right now. But then to see a guy like Andy, you know, come full circle and, and end up being the head coach at BSU is big time. And so real excited for him and um, looking forward to a few good years to come. 
So, so hey, I, Corey, when you guys, when you played together and you were together on a day-to-day basis, uh, what would you have imagined for Andy's future? I mean, would could you have imagined that he was going to be the head coach of Boise State? I, I thought he was going to be a movie star right out of college. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you guys don't that, know that this. Life, no, that <laughs> life is not for me. <laughs> you guys don't know this, but there's, I think there's only one person on this call that's been in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> on, who was that? Like a for real movie. Have you oh, seen the Gridiron Gang? Yeah. The Gridiron Gang. No, I have not. So, Take it from Andy, that, what did you, what were you in the Gridiron Gang? Well, I apologize real quick here. Let me uh, – I was actually the middle linebacker in the gridiron gang, um, <laughs> which, was, which was my next stint after Boise State. However, uh, <laughs> I apologize. we got some difficulties going on here on my screen. So give me one second here. I'm trying Uh-oh, to – Oh, he's going to pull up some – No, I'm not pulling up anything <laughs> right now. I have no idea what just happened here. But we uh, – so move, coming out of college uh, – um, it was either go play in Canada or, or I'm 5'10", 220 pounds, move on to the next uh, chapter of my life. And needless to say, we went that route. And so I, uh, I, I w- tried out for this movie called Gridiron Gang and ended up being the middle linebacker in the movie. How about that? <laughs> That's great. Did, did you uh, have a speaking part too? I did have a speaking part. I got to break the huddle once. I was so good at lines and doing stuff like that. They gave me like five words and said, you're good. No more for you. Oh, is that it? <laughs> That's beautiful. That's great. Well, if, if I were you, Andy, I would have brought Corey in with me. So, Well, that would have been awesome. He was kind of tied up, though. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he was. That's my, right. My dad says I have a face for radio, so I probably would have. <laughs> hey. Before we get asking you some questions, I'll tell you one thing that's pretty funny about Corey is, you know, I, I think the term he uses is he's been a little huskier since he stopped playing in the NFL. And but he, he goes on a trip every year and he goes on this crash diet and he goes from being kind of this husky Glens Ferry farmer to Zeus in about three weeks, and then he goes right back and gains all the way back. So, he goes from being Dan Hall to- <laughs> We're catching him right now at Zeus because you're going to Mexico in like two days, right? I, I told him, like, this isn't like a sustainable diet that I'm going to do for a long time. I'm training for like a prize fight that's going to happen in two weeks, and I'm just not eating. <laughs> Weigh-in days coming up quick. Huh? Exactly. <laughs> All right. Hey, well, thanks for being on here, Andy. Before we get started here, I'm, a, a lot of people know you, uh, but you are you have well, – we talked a little bit about your kids before we started the, the episode here, but your, your two daughters – Tell us a little bit about your family and and just about how excited they are about this opportunity. Yeah, no question. So my wife, Summer, we've uh, been married going on 11 years now, and we have a seven-year-old named Peyton and a four-year-old, soon to be five, named Paige. And, and she pretty much runs the house and runs everything that goes on at our household. So, you know what, it is... Uh, that's the biggest gift that the Lord has given is, is the opportunity to have a family like that. And my, obviously my wife is the head coach at home and does a tremendous job. And it's, and it's, and as we're in this transition, she's done an unbelievable job being able to uh, obviously facilitate everything that goes on with a big move like this. And, and so that we can focus on what we're doing here. And so really looking forward to getting them out here from Eugene in the next couple of weeks and, and being all back together. That's great. 
That's great. And uh, you know, one thing you are you are doing is you're moving from a really neat place, and you live in a great place. And uh, but it'll be, I think it'll be an easy transition, and I think you're expecting a fairly easy transition with that. Yes, in terms of the family, there's no question. I mean, that's that's one of the things that. Um, you know, coming back to Boise, this is home. This is always going to be home. Whenever, whenever uh, we plan, this is our new home. We're originally from Southern California, but uh, we call this our home now. We have family and stuff still back down there, but uh, we're, we're, we always intended to make this our home. So that in itself was uh, a dream come true to be able to come back here and a blessing to bring the family back here and, and get them all reunited with, uh, with all, all the family and friends here. Hey, Andy, uh, let me ask you another question. So there is so much excitement amongst my group of friends that are that are big time Boise State fans, donors, uh, alumni of the program. They, they just are so excited about you coming back. And then on the very next thing they see is this incredible coaching staff you brought together. And you had to do it relatively quickly. But as, as all of us have followed quickly and we read the bios and the histories of, of this team you've put together, I wonder if you could tell us a little bit, a couple things about what was important to you when you selected that team that's going to be your coaching staff? And tell us a little bit about uh, about that that process as, as quick as it went, and and uh, tell us a little bit about how you how you pulled that off. Yeah, no question, Tommy. Um, well, even even before the interview process actually started, and I'm sure much like for you guys, when you get ready to start a new venture, start something new, you got to consider the people first that are going to help you do this and be a huge part of it. And um, even before the interview process, reaching out, you know, when we, when we actually when we knew we were going to have an opportunity to interview, it was about reaching out to a few huge pieces of the coaching staff and being able to share a vision with them. Um, obviously, one was already here being Spencer Danielson, and he he wasn't going anywhere. That's 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 another brother right there. And, and, and he's been a huge part of this place and will continue to be a huge part of this place. Um, the offense coordinator, uh, Tim Plough. Um, reaching out to him before this uh, interview process even started. Uh, he's a guy that came up through the likes of Chris Peterson, uh, some other uh, friends in the business that actually have interviewed him and thought he was an unbelievable, unbelievable mind and person. And then uh, Frank Miley, our, our D-line coach, uh, assistant head coach. Uh, to be honest with you, uh, it was it made going through the interview process a lot more comfortable knowing that those are the guys that were going to come do this. And those guys giving us our, their commitment to come, come be a part of this with us prior to going into the interview. One of the things that I said in the interview um, is that I was able to lay my head down on the pillow, you know, the night before going into it with the confidence knowing that those men were going to be with us and going through this new journey and, and creating this thing. And so we felt really good about that foundation of the staff starting off. Once we obviously got here, we're, uh, it was it was a matter of building it together. We had a really good idea of who the people were that we wanted to bring here to Boise. Um, but it was about building it with those key pieces that we already had in place again, so that everybody had, you know, an, an influence on, on the staff, the coordinators, the assistant head coach. And so that we can do this, uh, collectively together. And so we're lucky. I was telling, we were talking about it before we jumped on here. We've already had a battle off a couple of the PAC 12 schools trying to come and get our coaches and, you know, we'll, we'll continue to do that. And it's not only because of the tradition of Boise state and this environment that we're creating here that these guys are excited about. But ultimately these men, they want to raise their families here. They want to live in this city. They want to live in this Valley with their families. This is a, obviously a unique place and it's got a lot more than, um, you know, just one thing. And so 
as we were doing that, obviously we're looking for men that are great teachers and mentors. That's that comes with it, right? We got to find those guys that really know football, but more importantly, that are really good fathers, really good husbands, um, that are going to be able to come here and have a great impact on these young men in their lives. Just like you know, Corey and I. I mean, shoot, we we started with a great foundation, but but the coaches here and the, and the people that were involved in this program helped us develop as young men and and, and kept us out of trouble for the most part and. Uh, allowed us to succeed and, and get to where we're at now. That's fantastic. So when, so Andy, when you have a, a group of uh, assistant coaches um, and coordinators, I mean, bringing those guys together as a team uh, is huge. Uh, but how do they bond between, I mean, do you feel the bonding starting to happen with, with your team, with your coaches? There's no question. There's people that, you know, they come up on the second floor in this facility to drop by to visit. Obviously, we mask up, keep all the the, the protocols on point, right? But there's people that come through here, and, and the last thing they say before they walk out is, well, the energy and the vibe is something different. But again, that goes back to how we built it, right? We had our core foundation. We had the coordinators. We had the assistant head coach. We all built it together. We all went through the interviews. For the first two weeks, we were grinding on interviews, and it didn't matter. It could have been an offensive coach we were interviewing. The defensive coaches were in there because guess what? We're going to share this hallway. We're going to share these offices. We're going to share a locker room. We're going to do a lot together off the field. And so to be able to build it together, although we had a pretty good idea of of who we wanted to fill the rest of the staff out, it was more important that we built it together so that, Bill, so that we had that chemistry. In doing so, in building this team, we were also building our chemistry as we went through that hiring process. Yeah, hey, I, I love a couple of things you've said uh, to me, just how important that chemistry or that culture is. And for Bill and I, I think in the business world, you know, we'd agree 100%. We've, we've all built teams. And, and Bill and I have talked about this a little bit. Uh, you, the, the pain of getting the wrong person in the wrong place on the bus or it's just – if you could try to avoid those mistakes early on, it, it really just saves you a lot of work in the back end or retraining or, or just the disruption of having the wrong people on board. And, and I got to tell you, as an outsider kind of watching this put together, you obviously part of your leadership strength is being able to one read someone and judge their character and how they're going to fit in. And two, know that they're going to fit in that culture. And I think Bill and I would, would, you know, that jump up and down and say, that's, that's important. Whether you're running a, a small business, a big business like Bill did with, with lots of lots of employees or coaching a football team, it's culture. Can you talk a little bit about that culture and how that really motivates people and pulls them together? Well, you said it, being able to read people, right? Because sometimes there's a facade. You got to get through some ex- external things and, and what's really on the outside and really get to what's on the inside. And that's the biggest part right there is being able to read people, not not rush through that process and really sit down and have real conversations about what's important. And there's certain questions you can ask that will trigger things to really find out how people feel in terms of are they about serving? Are they leaders? Are they true leaders that are going to serve first and work to have an impact on others? Or is it a leader that wants to be out in front and have that light shining on him instead of building that light? that's shining inside of him. And for me, that's what everything was, is about finding those type of people that are going to come and help people grow here. Because every every position, everybody we're built, bringing in this building too, we want them to continue to grow. I want to be able to grow from them. Obviously, they've got to be able to grow in their roles and whatever that is. And whether that's a coach, a staff member, a player, we view it all the same, right? So 
when it comes to your point about, you know, the culture, you know, that word, that word anymore almost gets swiped like a credit card. You don't have to pay back. Right. And so sometimes it, it almost becomes like a cringe because you just hear it so much. And obviously that that word became very famous here to the likes of Chris Peterson, who's done an unbelievable job and, and is an expert at creating what creates a culture, which is an environment. And that's what we're focused on right now is creating an environment, an environment that has a foundation that we believe in, that we've all. Well, first off, a foundation that we've all put input into habits that are built off that foundation that everybody in the program has contributed to the players, more importantly, so that they're invested. Everybody in this building is has contributed to the habits that that fuel our environment every single day. And that environment, it's not going to create itself. Every single day, we have to come here and have a positive impact and live those habits. Those habits become our values. Obviously, over time, consistency within those habits in this environment, that's going to create our mentality. And, and we always say it, you know, at that point, that's reality. You know, your habits become your reality, which is your mentality. And ultimately, that C word that everyone wants to jump forward to and just start talking about that. But it's about these things that we believe that's going to create the reality that we want. Hey, Corey, I, I'm assuming, Corey, that you, um, you've experienced uh, different cultures. And when Andy talks of this, it really is appealing to me because I think that's the way businesses work or should work also. But we've been in cultures that aren't quite right or missing the wrong person or whatever. But the point is, uh, it's that important. And I'm sure uh, you've, you, I'm assuming you may have experienced some differences in culture that would would be less than ideal, should I say? You know, Bill, I've been, I was just listening to Andy talk there and I've been fortunate, you know, from Glens Ferry to Boise State to Green Bay and, and yeah. New Orleans, you know, I, I've been fortunate to be in a good environment and a positive environment. So good. I think it's good. helped me kind of become who I am. And I, I think the one thing, you know, just listen to Andy talk and um, what he's about to go into and, um, just being able to know that you're going to have an impact on kids' lives. And I just think back to my experience at Boise State and, and Green Bay. And what I didn't realize at the time is, you know, these coaches, I was around some great coaches and, and Chris Peterson, Dan Hawkins, you know, had a, some really big impacts in my life. But what I didn't realize until later on, the younger guys underneath me and, and my peers, the impact that I had on their life. And if I had it to do yeah. over again, um, I, I think I would do some things differently, just knowing that um, you're also a role model for the guys around you. And, and you know, that's something, you know, being here at BVA, uh, we have a great environment here. But trying to when I come to work, trying to be that guy that, you know, people want to be around and people want to help and people want to to be a teammate. Right. And I think that's what's great about our office is, you know, we, we have a an environment, but we also have the culture and everybody in here is wired the same way. Like when we get here in the morning, like we're going to go get it. And we all know, you know, sometimes it gets a little mixed up on, you know, who's on first and, and who's doing this, but we always, <laughs> we always figure it out and, and figure out a way to be successful every day. So, and, you know, definitely hats off to our team here um, for, for what we've done, even since I've been here in the last couple of years, it's, it's amazing, you know, when you step back from it and, but uh, definitely, uh, you know, I think a guy like Andy, we're talking about the same environment. And so looking forward to that. 
But, but Corey, you have to admit the place operates better when Tommy's gone. <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> well so let me, let me tell you how that looks. So when Tommy's gone and yeah. <laughs> yeah. doing all the work when, 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 the, when the cat's away, uh, the mice play for sure here. Hey, uh, so one quick thing, and I got a question for you, Andy, but you know, Corey, I was going to tell you, as you're talking last night, I went to a high school basketball game with, with one of the interns that's working under Corey. And I haven't even told you this yet. But I'm sitting there at this high school basketball game with him. His name's Tate. And I said, hey, how's it going? You know, how has it been working under Corey Hall? Because, you know, he's, he's been and he looked at me and he's like, you know what? This is probably the best experience I've ever had. I've never been with someone that works harder, teaches me more. I love it. I love every single moment I'm with him. And so it's kind of cool that, you know, listening to you guys talk about how you inspired yourself, how you had great mentors. And then how life really becomes about giving back and taking those things you learn and training that next generation. But Corey, you may not be training someone on the on the football field, but I'm telling you, this kid, his eyes were this big, and he was just like, "Man, I love this guy," and it's just really cool. So, hey, Andy, I got one one question for you. So, Corey, one of the things I asked him today in getting prepared for this, gosh, major college football. This is like the pressure cooker of all pressure cookers. I mean, you're coming into this thing where where there's just such a, a an expectation for you, and I said to Corey, I said, "Hey, is Andy nervous? Is you know, is he is he nervous about this?" And he looked right, like immediately looked at me, and he's like, "Are you kidding me?" He's like, "This guy was built for this. He's not nervous at all. He's like ready to go. There's no there's no nervous with this guy." So I love the answer, but 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 asking you now, how do you, how do you feel about like taking on this role of of head coach here at such a storied university? Yeah, there's no question. And, and people ask, you know, about the pressure and this and that. I mean, I got asked the other day, someone asked me, uh, so how do you feel about having to answer all the questions, you know, after a game? Why did you make, why did you go for it? Why didn't you do Why didn't you go for it and all that? And I just, I paused and what I really wanted to say, I couldn't say. I, and I wanted to say, I'll tell you guys now, I'm like, if I was really thinking about that right now, that is so shallow and not doing what we're actually talking about is being in the immediate and having an impact on what's going to take care of all that later. You know, and I was like, I haven't even thought about that, to be honest with you. And and so I think one of the things always is just staying focused on the task at hand and having fun with that. You know, to to your point about what the impact Corey's having on on that young man working in, in your guys's company there and, and being in that environment is when you just focus on what, what you're doing right now and what you're trying to create right now. I always thought the rest will take care of itself later. And and when you focus on the things that are present and, and the things that, you know, that are important right now, the rest will handle itself because you, you can't worry about things that are that far down the road, you know, and, and the most important thing for us right now after our first 30 days is reevaluating our environment that we set to create in the first 30. And so in the second 30, we can continue to improve these habits that we're talking about and easier said than done, as you guys know, easier said, much easier said than done. Cause now you start to look back at the things, you know, that we set out to do and, and you got to have, um, you got to be real and honest about what it looks like right now and find those areas where you can go have a positive impact and make it better. And uh, that's what we're doing. So, you know, I'm sitting here thinking about, uh, I wonder how high, uh, as a fan, I wonder how high my expectations should be for this next season. Uh, 
And, uh, and I feel really good about it. I feel good about uh, the coaching staff, of course, the head coach. I feel great about the university. I feel I really like the flavor of um, the way the support's coming in from the community. And from what I can tell, uh, I think you've got a pretty good s- staff of players to come along with it. Um, d- so how high should my expectations be for this coming year? <laughs> See, he, now he's putting me on the spot. No, you put me on the spot now, but you know what? Sky's the limit. Yeah. Because you're 100% right. We got to stay humble and hungry. That's always the key, right? We got to stay humble and hungry. Um, stay to the task at hand, at who we've who we've been, and grow off of that. Bring some of the new things that we've learned. You know, some of the new coaches that we brought in from their experiences. And right. one of the other pieces too is that we are looking for when we're when we're hiring the staff is consistency. We don't want guys that were ju- coming from jumping around from place to place every couple of years. We want consistency here because when Boise State was really, really at the pinnacle and really good, there was consistency in the coaching staff. And you'll see even at every level, there's consistency in whatever organization, right? Because the people are invested, they're a part of every day. They're not looking to make the next move. They're not looking for this and that. And so obviously trying to create that yeah. within um, – our, our roster, our players, and and we got a we got a good roster. To your point, Bill, we, we do got good players. Are we, you know, we're going to continue to improve that as we move along. But number one, just like we spoke about to them this morning, it's it's about building these habits with inside, and and that in itself will make the X's and O's. And what we get judged on, obviously, is to what your guys' point. What we get judged on is on the field. But what what we take to heart and who we are is everything we do before we get on the field. Andy, uh, if if and this for you or Corey, but um, you know a transition here. I, I guess I've been in town here over twenty years, and you know went through the dirt cutter to Dan Hawkins to Chris Peterson. You know, you go through all those different transition uh, transitions. This is a big transition for the community. But if you're a big fan, and I know there's a, a lot of my friends are super fans. W- is there anything we could be doing for you right now in the university? Is there anything that you would mm. say to the community? Uh, you know, there's a new president there too, right? And so a lot of the people I hang out with, they're saying, hey, we got a new president, we got a new coach, um, we got, uh, you know, we're coming out of COVID, which has been hard for everyone, but but is there anything you would tell the community on how we could help you really, really make this thing special? Well, I think number one, realizing the year we just came out of the, the pandemic and those things, it's difficult on a lot of different people. We're obviously 2021, here we go. Um, we do have a new president. We have a, a brand new AD, obviously brand new head coach and myself. Um, the thing that I was really excited about is the direction and the support, you know, that Dr. Trump provided in her vision where we would move forward as an athletic department. And obviously the man she went and found to run the athletic department in Jeremiah Dickey. That we sat in a hotel room and we hashed it out and we didn't talk no football. Just like right now, we've talked a little bit of football. Bill, Bill tried to put me on the spot about <laughs> expectations and things like that. But we sat in a hotel room. I sat in there with Jeremiah Dickey and we hashed it out about having each other's back, about our visions and what it looked like. And I was sold. If they were, if they wanted me, I wanted to be a part of it. I wanted to be a part of the vision where this thing's going to go forward from here. Obviously, we're coming out of a, a year where – you know, we weren't allowed to have fans in the stands. And so that's a big deal. Playing in this stadium right here, um, this this is a storied place. This There's a lot of tradition right here. The blue is known all around. I'll tell you, you, go, you look outside these windows, there's probably people trying to see inside the blue right now. 
day in and day out, there's people trying to get in this stadium. And, and Jeremiah, Jeremiah asked the other day, how come there's Bob wire on the outside of our stadium? I'm like, boss, because there are people trying to climb that fence to get in and check it out. And I said, that's why we got Bob wire to his point though. Like he wants to improve everything. He wants everything to look immaculate. He wants to build this place up. His energy is unbelievable. He works like a coach. He works tirelessly the hours he puts in. And so I would ask that, you know, everybody in this community in, in due time is going to get a chance to meet him in person and uh, the people that have supported us. And they're going to be really excited about his vision going forward and taking the next steps and growing this place because the, the opportunities are everywhere. As you guys see it in, in, in your careers and in, in, in your business fields, in your arenas, it's the same for us, but that's where it's all of us doing it together. And I would ask that, you know, whatever the capacity is that, that they allow us to put in this stadium, if that's 50, all 50, we're, we're going to fight our way into having 100%. <laughs> And, and when we get this thing 100%, it's back to being sold out like it was when when 2-5 and I were playing here. And in those times when this was only, you know, whatever, at that point, 35,000, it's a couple thousand more now. But it was one of the loudest places in the nation to play. And we went and played in SEC stadiums wow. and all that stuff. The atmosphere here, Jeremiah's about changing the game day atmosphere and creating something new for the fans. So the experience, people want to come and be back a part of this. And then obviously we're, we're going to get out in the community and let them feel our passion so that they will bring their passion to the stadium. And not only this stadium, but again, tonight's the first night when, when um, we actually can have some people in our basketball arena. Jeremiah's fought for the last couple of weeks to get these basketball games open. It's, as you guys, I'm sure you know, the last weekend he got shot down. Did he stop? He didn't stop because tonight we're going in the game and it might only be a thousand people, but we're going in the game tonight that, that he's not going to stop. He's relentless. Well, we're going to be loud tonight. Bill, do you have any other questions? We're going to wrap this up. I've got one more, but I want to let you do one more question before I, before I wrap it up. Well, listen, just, just real quickly, um, Andy, talk a little bit about your players and, uh, you like where you are. I can tell you're excited about the players. Uh, are you going to have – there's going to be some runoff. You know, there's going to be – they, they still have to angle for their position. And uh, are you, is that going to be harder than you expected? Well, as you know, I mean, I, we, we first off, we love our team right now. We love the makeup of it. We're very yeah. fortunate that we're able to have eight super seniors come back. Um, there's a big right. piece of donors that help take care of that so that we can still have our 85 and bring in our 85 and have the eight on top of that. That's an additional, obviously that's, that's, that's resources, that's money. And so we're very fortunate so that we can keep building this team forward and also have the super seniors, the ones that wanted to come back. And um, in that group right there of super seniors, there's unbelievable leadership guys that, you know, I've known for a long time. I sat in a lot of those guys' living rooms when we recruited them here. And so from that standpoint, we feel really good about our leadership, not only from those seniors, but all the way down to the freshman class. We got some really remarkable players that that are in this program. And, you know, we always say it, iron sharpens iron. We're going to work yeah, together good. and help each other. But in this brotherhood, we help each other. And yes, not everybody can be on the field at one time. But the bottom line is, is if you deserve a role, you're going to have a role. The beautiful thing about football these days, there's all kinds of different packages. And we'll find a way to get you on the field if you deserve to do so. And and the other piece is special teams. We're going to change the game on special teams. I know Corey's all about that right there. In fact, he's the assistant special teams coach. We just haven't told you yet, Tommy. <laughs> hey, anything for you. Anything for you. 
Hey, that's awesome. Hey, Andy, well, one of the things I'm sitting here thinking, I, I mean, I, uh, you, you know, I don't know if it was all my years in the ER because you walk into a room, you only had a few minutes. And I saw over 40,000 patients as a doctor and you had very quick uh, decisions you had to make. And I became pretty good at, at, at like kind of understanding what someone was about. And I got to tell you, man, I just every time I hear you talk, I'm ready to just run through a, a wall for you. I, 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 you've got, you've got, it's, it's authenticity. And Bill and I have talked about this. The older we get, I think the number one quality we look for people that are around us is, are they authentic? I mean, are, is, is the passion, the drive, the vision, yeah. is it real? And every single time I hear you talk, it feels so real. I think we're just absolutely blessed to have you back in our community. I know everyone's excited. I, I want you to know we'll do anything to help in any way we can. We're going to be rooting for you. Can't thank you enough for coming on our show and looking forward to you just killing it and doing some great things for, for our state, for our community, for your players, for the lives of these young men. And uh, man, we're, 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 we're just so excited to have you back. Well, we appreciate you guys more than we can tell you. And we're looking forward to building these relationships with you guys and obviously throughout the community and doing this together. Cause that's the fun part is being able to build this thing together. Obviously, uh, you know, Corey, Corey and my, and my relationship has always been strong and really good. And I appreciate him. He's my brother. I love him. I would do anything for him. And I look forward to building these relationships with you guys. And, and this is fun because we get to get on here and share stories about what we do and how we do it. And we're, we're learning from you guys as we go along, too, that that is going to impact not just, you know, you guys helping the program in terms of resources and doing things like that. But you guys help and actually build into this environment that we're creating. So we appreciate you guys. Go Broncos. Go Broncos. Go Broncos. Thanks, Andy. We appreciate and, and everyone, it. We promise an episode here in the next uh, few coming years that we'll all talk about uh, Corey Hall's mullet and some other exciting, some other exciting <laughs> past stories about Corey. I'll gather the pictures. <laughs> hey, hey, there it goes both ways, buddy. So be careful. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Go, go Broncos. You've been listening to the Inspire Excellence Podcast. We hope you've heard something today that will inspire you to make a difference in the world. Join us again for our next episode.